If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. Well, let me say this off the top. I went to bed last night. Wife and I were talking as we were going to bed. I stayed up a little late uh, to talk about, well, just to kind of see what was going on with the election. Although, you may have gathered from listening to this program over the past few weeks that I, I have thought that this was a foregone conclusion, um, and that appears to be what we are dealing with here, as they have called the race. We have I, we have a communist sympathizer, folks, a friend of Fidel Castro, who's now going to be a senator from the great state of Georgia. And we have the other seat, which currently has... Uh, Pajama Boy, John John Ossoff, uh, leading David Perdue. And if folks, if this turns in, if this plays out the way it appears, with 99% of the pre- precincts are, uh, supposedly, reportedly reporting in the state of Georgia, uh, we will have a 50-50 Senate. And, of course, with a 50-50 Senate, even though they mocked her back in 2008, even though they mocked her, Sarah Palin was correct. She was correct. The tie-breaking vote, the 101st senator, the president of the Senate, is the vice president of the United States. And um, depending upon what happens, well, we have the president-elect, Joe Biden, as they say, supposedly. Today is the big day. So we'll break all of this down for you today. Welcome to the program. My name is Todd Huff. We've got lots of new listeners out there. It is a pleasure to be here. You can email me, Todd, at ToddHuffShow.com. You can email me your questions. You can email me your thoughts, opinions, your greatest fears, your greatest hopes. And of course, as always, we will openly and readily accept your adoration and praise. Again, the email is Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Dot com. For those of you who are new to this program, we're conservative, not bitter. We're not bitter. We aren't angry. I haven't thrown in my hat on uh, on America. If someone disagrees with me, I believe in the art of persuasion. That's a shocking thing, I know. Um, I do think that we have serious problems, and I think that this is setting up to be 
very bad what we're looking at here for the American people. But again, I know some I know some folks um you know, I just I don't know, maybe it's the eternal optimist in me. I don't know. There's never there's never hope that is lost. Hope is never lost. And as long as we have the opportunity to have breath in our lungs, we have the opportunity to to fight to fight back. And so we've got this um joint session of Congress, which is held later today, and I want to get to that. Also, want to share with you some sound bites from uh, a sound bite from Jim Jordan yesterday on the House of the of the or the floor of the House, uh, speaking, kind of summarizing what is culminating, what is culminating here today. Um, but l- let me say this: oh, I, I didn't say this yesterday because you know I, I have so many mixed thoughts about this about what's what's going on i have no doubt that very nefarious illegal things took place on november 3rd two months ago i have no doubt about that the evidence is overwhelming the evidence is is completely overwhelming um and anyone who doesn't say that i think either is completely ignorant as to what's going on they haven't paid attention they've been watching cnn or msnbc or what have you haven't been paying attention or they deliberately just don't want the truth. The mind will justify what the heart desires. If they see a path for their candidate, Biden, if they see a path, they don't care about anything else. And that's not – that isn't most Democrats, by the way. Although it is more than, again, I would, I would care uh, to, to admit. And so here we stand at this, at this crossroads today. We have presumably a, what, what appears to be a 50-50 Senate. But let, let me finish the thought before I, before I move on. But as I was thinking about the Senate seats yesterday, I even told this to a friend. I didn't say it on here because, again, you know, I, I'm fully confident as to what happened. I don't know exactly how and to what degree or how egregious these things were that happened on November 3rd when they literally did everything imaginable um, to, well, to uh, disenfranchise Republican voters, to make sure that everything went in favor of, of Joe Biden. And they did everything from, you know, count ballots multiple times to truck in ballots, pristine ballots, to block Republican poll watchers in certain places, cheering in some places, thinking that they'd done some great, uh, you know, some great good for our democracy, as they say, our constitutional republic. And there's a whole bunch of, of, of things, dead people voting, people that aren't from the state voting, people voting in multiple state elections. Nevada has 42,000 people, I think, that voted um, – was it that voted in two elections or that didn't live there one? I mean, massive, massive numbers of, of things that are highly questionable. You have data scientists who say that Trump lost over 400,000 votes in the state of Pennsylvania, for example. It happened in other states as well. Negative vote counts. We saw decimal vote counts as well, which how do you ever have a tenth of or a half of or of a vote you don't that's unnecessary Um, you had you know connections to the internet all sorts of nefarious things happened 
They don't want us to see the machines. They don't want us to see the audit, the pieces of the machines that keep track of what happened with ballots were removed. I mean, it's it's a it's a fraudulent individual, a criminal individual's dream. What's led up to to this point? So I, but again, going into last night, you find yourself wondering, and I, you know, I was going to let last night play out. You find yourself wondering what what are they going to do this time? Is this are they are they bold and brash enough to do this? You know how blue has Georgia come? I mean, you know, people are asking themselves these questions. They're asking themselves these questions. We know that Raffensperger is not going to do anything. We know that uh, Jeffrey Duncan, who, by the way, Lieutenant Governor uh, Jeffrey Duncan, you said that if you had five minutes, five minutes with any voter out there that you could convince him or her. Sorry to boil it down to two genders, but him or her, you could convince anybody in five minutes. You could do it in five minutes. I'm still waiting for that video. You know, so many things can be cleared up. I wouldn't have any more questions. Other folks doubting the integrity of your elections uh, would would go away. We would stop demanding that our representatives challenge the election results if Jeff, Jeffrey Duncan would just... Lieutenant Governor of Georgia, just do that five-minute video. I know he can't talk with every voter for five minutes, but he told us on national TV. Now, most people didn't see it because I believe it was on CNN. But nonetheless, he said five minutes conversation. If I could just explain things, the, the, the voters would say, oh, okay. All right, I'm still waiting for that. It seems to me, it seems to me that as we look here at what's about to transpire today in, uh, in Congress— this would be pretty timely, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Governor Duncan. It'd be a nice thing if you went ahead and followed through on that uh, on that promise of just five minutes. If you could do that uh, that video. But as we went into that that election last night, I found I really did. I found my fact. I texted a friend this. I texted a friend something like, "He's like, he he texts me. Yeah, now what do you think is going to happen tonight?" And I said, "What do I think is going to happen? I think." they're going to lose. (laughs) I mean, again, I'm an eternal optimist here, but I could, I mean, probably like you, you, you felt this. Maybe you had hope. Maybe you're still holding out hope here for Purdue. 99% of the precincts reporting he's down by four, uh, four tenths of a point, almost a half point to pajama boy. But nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, I, I told my friend, I said, look, I said, if I'm being candid here, if I'm being candid here, I think I think that – and I know that this is probably not popular depending upon who hears me say this. Some people probably think this is crazy. But I said I really believe at this particular point President Trump has a better chance, has a better chance of winning than do Lef- definitely Leffler and, and Purdue as well, I would put in that in that group. And I'm not predicting anything. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not predicting what's going to happen today. I just think um, I could just feel the writing on the wall in a sense. What what would have prevented? And we saw some great crazy things. We saw, in fact, last night I saw, oh, uh, Sterling, Gabriel Sterling, who was yelling at us, enough, going to get someone killed or some such thing. Right, remember that after the election, people, President Trump, challenging and saying some, some pretty aggressive things about the state of Georgia. 
Gabriel Sterling had had enough and had his moment, his meltdown, think behind his mask, I believe, as he was talking to the press. It was made its rounds on social media, but last night he was on CNN, and there was, there was again, you know, it's amazing to me. People put their trust in their government to solve all the world's problems. They think the governments can control the sea levels. They think that governments can make equal pay for equal work. So if, if women, say, make 80 cents or whatever the number is that they, that they report on the dollar, they think that government can come in and fix that. Um, equality, they can make everything completely equal between every human being on the face of the planet. They can erase any sort of racial tensions in our, uh, that exist in our nation. They, they just have the ability to, to do everything, but they can't even count. They, when it gets down to it, the government cannot even count. Last night, last night there were two reports of numbers of outstanding ballots in DeKalb, DeKalb County, which is a like an 80-20 Democrat county. 80% typically, I think 82% as last I saw, voted for Warnick, and 18% were voting for, for Leffler. And there was you know debate how many votes are outstanding here because they were trying to make projections. And someone said there was 117,000 votes. That was the local, uh, the local f- uh, boots on the ground, so to speak, in, in DeKalb County. And Sterling said, no, it's 171,000. And so he said, well, you just somebody's flipped the one and the seven. And guess who turned out to be right? Of course, Sterling did, 171,000. 171,000 early votes from a 80-plus percent Democrat county. That's how... Um, that's how this was, that, that's the numbers that they found last night. So the difference between the 71 and the 17 is roughly a little bit more than what, 50,000 votes, 50 plus thousand votes, which of course we're going to go 80, at least 80% for, uh, for the Democrat candidates. We had voting machines go down yesterday for three hours. Uh, people I think told to go home. Then they extended extended the time that the polls would be open last night by three hours i think is what it was as well they folks the, it's these things are unmitigated disasters they are we we can't even run elections and we certainly can't we certainly can't count and for those who put all their faith in government to make all those other things equal to make sure everyone pays their fair share to make sure outcomes for all people are completely equal and all these sorts of utopian ideas and promises, yet these folks can't even run a simple election. There's no complicated math here. There's no need for decimals. There's no need for what a 60, 70, 80% of ballots to be uh, adjudicated. You know, the first time your ballot is counted, it's flagged to at least two thirds of the time when you're using Dominion voting systems, their equipment. That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like it's working to me. If you had someone at your business that was wrong two thirds to eighty percent of the time, I don't think I don't think they would be working there. I really don't. Anyway, so this is the stage is set. The stage is set. We're going to have it appears almost certainly now, um, and this I think would have been the wise bet going into last night, where you have two Democrats winning in the state of Georgia, which gives them control of the Senate if, in fact. Biden is sworn in on on January the 20th, 
which is what's going to happen unless unless something happens in this joint session of Congress today uh, where state legislatures are, are given their power back, and we'll talk about this. State legislatures are asked to confirm, which Mike Pence can do, um, which we'll talk about that next segment. But I got to take a quick time out a little bit long this first segment. But my friends, my conservative friends, we I know some of you are probably down in the dumps today. There's there's uh, I understand your concern and we need to be greatly concerned about this. But folks, when we have when we have truth and we have reason, and we have logic, we have the history of this nation, we have the Constitution on our side. It just we just have to be better at communicating. We have to be better at communicating and we've got to be we can't be afraid anymore. And we got these rallies in DC. We've got people calling their congressmen and senators and I've been very pleased with some of the things the American people have done. The reason it's gotten this far because of two reasons. Number 1, President Donald Trump is going to continue to fight. Number 2, American voters, average everyday people in this nation that make this country work are standing up, they're making their voices heard, they're holding their representatives accountable. And we'll see what happens today. So that being said, quick time out. We'll come back and uh, continue this discussion. You're listening to conservative, not bitter talk. Not bitter talk. Be advised listening can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right back here in just a minute. Talking here about, well, the state of what happened last night in Georgia, which appears to be two Democrat Senate victories in the state of Georgia. So let that sink in. Georgia now appears to be heading to having two Democrat senators, and one of which is buddies with, well, used to be, I invited him to his church or he was on staff at a church where Fidel Castro came and spoke. And not just spoke. You know, I'm 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 actually one of these folks that likes to have an exchange of exchange of ideas. This guy was was I mean, a standing ovation sort of thing for Fidel Castro at his church. Communist sympathizers, socialists, Raphael Warnick. He's one of those senators. Of course, the other is John Ossoff. Apparently, if we're gonna pull, who knows? I and it's a terrible thing to say in the United States of America, but I I don't have any faith in this. I just don't. I didn't have any faith. And then I said, I told my uh, my buddy, I said, it looks like Lynn Wood was, was right. I mean, Lynn Wood, folks, who's, I mean, he is, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but some of the things he's been saying on Twitter are just, I mean, whoa. I just, I don't know. It just, uh, it seems crazy to me, some of the things that he's saying on Twitter. But Remember, he was out there early on saying we shouldn't be even voting in this next election until we know for sure what happened in the one in November and fix it. And no one seemed interested in doing that. And so everyone who has doubts about this, I think it's a very reasonable, rational thing. And folks will tell you – by the way, I got called – yes, I I called I, – I was called on social media – what was I called? A seditious – A-double-S. I'm seditious. <laughs> I tell you what. Because I'm raising questions, because I'm telling 
because I contacted congressmen and senators and emailed Pence's office, made sure. By the way, I posted that. In fact, I'll have uh, – we'll have later today uh, – Petals can post that. Uh, we'll have her post a place where you can go online. The Gateway Pundit has put together a place where you can go, and there's a, a, an email that you can send out. It's one, you know a couple of clicks. It's really easy to do, and I do. I encourage all of you to do that if you haven't already. Because we're watching, and I think that's part of the message this morning. If you're a representative in the state of Indiana, that's where our home base is. But anywhere around this country, we've got listeners all around the country and even around the world. By the way, we learned the other day that our podcast is in the top 5 to 10% of all podcasts in the world. So thank you for, um, as far as listeners go, thank you for helping us reach that level. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, it's free, it's easy. And um, I encourage you to do so. Just search the Todd Huff Show on Apple Podcast or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts, iHeartRadio. Anyhow, anyhow, um, this is, you know, um, we've got a 50-50 Senate now, it appears. And it's going to come down to today. And that's what I want to talk about. But, but before we do that, I want to play a portion of Jim Jordan yesterday from the floor of the house again we are paying attention we are paying attention senator todd young we are paying attention and i will say this if the folks that do not stand up for the integrity of this, of this election think for a moment that they will that we will not remember that and talk about this in 2022 well actually before that because there's some things that are going to happen here um between now and then i've always said if you don't like the direction of your party if you don't like the candidates that are representing you in Washington, D.C. or at whatever level, this is the time. This is the time to address that. It's not during the general election. Your slate of, your slate of candidates is set. And so we, we need to review that. We need to make sure that Indiana or whatever state you're in has the most conservative candidates possible, running for the House of Representatives, running for the Senate, running for governor, what have you. In Indiana, while we have a lot of Republicans holding office, we have a lot of country club Republicans. We have a lot of Republicans who are just there, I don't know, for the – I don't know sometimes. I watch some of these videos from Governor Holcomb, and I'm sure he's a nice guy or whatever, but my goodness. The, the Republic is at risk, and he's over at snapping and bobbing and weaving, talking about who's your football and you know we're all in this together and hunker down and that kind of stuff. It's a time to lead here. This is, I mean, I'm just thinking about what the founders would have done at this moment in time. We're at a critical point in our his history here in this great nation. We have two diametrically opposed ideologies. One of them is rooted in the Constitution, the other is rooted in the Communist Manifesto to some degree, depending upon your perspective, either completely or just partially. And so we're paying attention, representatives. And so I want to play this. Of course, I've gotten to where I need to wait till the next segment here for Jim Jordan. But Jim Jordan summarizes the state of things very clearly here, very clearly for the American people, how we're looking at this, what our concerns are. And so we're paying attention. Don't, don't let them just cast a vote here today or raise their hand to say that they object to electors, which they should. 
They should absolutely do that. You see people out there tweeting. I think I saw Eric Trump tweeting that if Republicans do not stand up today, their political careers are over. We're paying attention. Folks, we are paying attention in ways that we have never paid attention in all of my life. I'm 40. I just turned 43 here a week or so ago. Still got the body of a 42-year-old, though, as I've been told. (laughs) But we... People are paying more attention at this point in time than ever before. We are engaged. These are This is a good thing. We are engaged. We are energized. We have seen what uh, how bad our system is. Not the system itself, but the people that are in it. Our system is a beautiful thing. The American system as, as crafted and designed by our founders. But the people at the helm, the people who are running the show, the people who are casting the votes, we got some some bad folks as far as as far as that goes, we have folks that should not should not be in office. We have folks that are doing things uh, to personally enrich themselves. We have people who, I mean, politics is is nasty to begin with. But you look at what they've done. You look at you know how they funnel all this money to foreign countries and uh, try to get their fingers back in the pie at, at some point. It, it's just incredible what we're dealing with with politicians at large. In general, I should say. And so we, we've seen, we've seen what an outsider coming in. And I know he's made people un, un, uncomfortable and he's tweeted stuff and he's gone to the United Nations and said things that you just don't say. But the problem is, folks, when you have individuals who have corrupted things so badly, you have to say the things that Trump says. And I think the average American has seen this. And that's why there's so much – that's why there's 50-plus thousand people at his rallies, and Biden can't even get people to stand in his 50 circles. Anyway, so that being said, we're at a crossroads. We're paying attention. Jim Jordan summarizes, I think, how most of us feel. I'm going to play that, and we're going to talk about what Mike Pence can do, what he should do, and what's uh, – you know if there's any hope here today uh, when the joint session of Congress meets 1 p.m., 1 p.m. today – to, uh, I guess, accept the results of the election or what's going to be happening there. We'll talk about that here. When we get back, sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. So I alluded to this soundbite before the break. Jim Jordan on the floor of the House Representatives. One of the individuals in Congress that I actually have a lot of respect for. Listen to this summary. We probably won't play the whole thing here because of time constraints. But I just want you to get a feel of this. Jim Jordan, this whole thing is about four minutes. But I just want you to listen to what he says and and I just have a feeling many of you are going to be nodding in agreement with what message he's communicating here. During the campaign, Vice President Biden would get 55 people at an event. President Trump got 55,000 at just one rally. President Trump increased his vote with African-Americans, increased his vote with Hispanic-Americans, won 19 of 20 bellwether counties, won Ohio by eight, Iowa by eight, Florida by three, got 11 million more votes than he got in 2016. And House Republicans won 27 of 27 toss-up races. But somehow, somehow, Joe Biden, the guy who barely left his house, won the election. Maybe. Maybe. But 80 million Americans, 
80 million Americans, both Republican and Democrats, have their doubts, and 60 million Americans think the election was stolen. 60 million people, over one-third of the electorate. But no one in this town seems to care. Democrats don't care. Media doesn't care. 80 million of our fellow citizens have their doubts about the election two months ago, and the media and the Democrats say, nothing to see here. Of course, this town has been out to get the president since July 31st, 2016, before he was elected the first time. Four years and $40 million on the Russia hoax, but we can't look into an election that 60 million Americans think was stolen nine weeks since Election Day. Not one investigation, not one hearing in the House of Representatives. We asked for it. We asked Chairwoman Maloney. Mr. Comer and I asked for it. We asked Chairman Nadler. Nope. Not going to do it. We'd welcome an inspector general investigation, for goodness sake. Over 200 affidavits and declarations of wrongdoing, but no investigation in the Congress. No subpoenas, no depositions, no chance for question or cross-examination of witnesses. Why? Why won't they look into it? Why no hearings? Why no investigation? I think it's because deep down, deep down, they know there were big problems with this past election. They know the Constitution was violated. Article 1, Section 4. Time, place, and manner for holding elections shall be determined in each state by the legislature thereof. Article 2, Section 1. Each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature may direct. Look at Pennsylvania. Look at Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania law says mail-in ballots by 8 o'clock on Election Day. Election Day ends at 8 o'clock. Mail-in ballots have to be in by 8 o'clock on Election Day. The Democrat State Supreme Court said, nope, we're going to extend the Election Day to Friday, to 5 o'clock Friday. Pennsylvania state law says mail-in ballots require signature verification. The Democrat Secretary of State said, nope, for 2.6 million ballots, she said, we're not going to follow the law. Pennsylvania law says mail-in ballots can't be processed until Election Day, but some county commissioners, some county commissioners says, nope, and allowed ballots to be cured, to be fixed, to be changed before Election Day. And you-, you get the idea. It goes on a little bit longer. I just retweeted it if you want to see it. But up against a uh, up against a break here. So this all sets the stage for what's going to transpire in the joint session of Congress today. You've got the House and the Senate coming together for one session. You've got Vice President Pence acting as the president of the Senate during this joint session, and they're going to vote. They're going to have a vote to um, decide whether they accept the electors from the states or not. Now, I have a a point to make here. I have folks who act as though the Congress and Mike Pence have no power whatsoever. My question is, why, why have the vote, folks? There's a reason they have to vote to accept. And if you have reasons to doubt the results overall or in general general as it pertains to individual states, you have a constitutional obligation to stand up and speak. You have a constitutional obligation. You have a moral obligation to say something about this. Oh, but Todd, this is a formality. You know what? The idea, you think about this. We have the founding fathers who literally went to war. They pledged to one another in the Declaration of Independence their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. 
We mutually pledge to one another our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor to defend freedom and liberty. That's what they did. And folks, many of them lost those things. Many of them lost tremendously the cost personally to them for the declaration and for the ensuing revolutionary war was great personally to them. Many of them paid dearly. And I'm supposed to believe that those same general folks, right, those folks that were involved in the declaration and the folks that were involved in the Constitution somehow wanted some formality. These folks hated the, the formality. They hated the, the pomp and circumstance, so to speak. Right? They, they didn't like the, the way that the king could just arbitrarily do whatever he wanted to play political games with them. This is not a rubber stamp. They do, I, I defy someone to find in, in our Constitution something else is just a rubber stamp. I mean, is it a rubber stamp that Congress must, uh, that, that the Senate must approve the nominees that the President of the United States makes to the Supreme Court? Is that supposed to be a rubber stamp? There's checks and balances. These things are designed to make sure that nothing nefarious is, is happening in one branch or in one state in this particular case that gets past the entire, the entire Congress, that gets past the other branch or whatever in, in, this, in this analogy. This is, not, this is not some formality. This is an obligation. An obligation. Remember, these guys fought the revolution. They opposed the tyrannical king. They lived in a world where, folks, dueling happened. There were duels. These folks were not in the in the world of just oh, let's make it some formality, a rubber stamp here. No, there's an obligation. There's an obligation that if you think something wrong happened in one of these states or many of these states, to stand up and be counted. And we're watching. We're watching. Individual representatives and senators, we are paying close attention, and we will talk about. We, I promise you, we will remind people on this program. For those that did not stand up for what's clearly, clearly um, nefarious actions that have been happening, fraud, corruption that has happened in some of these states. Quick timeout is in order. Come back and continue our conversation here in just a minute. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. So last night or early this morning, I don't even know, time blurs when you have overnight Elections and all this stuff happening. But President Trump, President Trump tweeted this out. And I want you to re- <clears throat> to hear this. You can't read it. I've got to read it to you. But if I can figure out Twitter on my phone, here we go. If I can figure this thing out, here we go. So President Trump tweets this out five hours ago. <sighs> listen, listen carefully to this. It says, if Vice President Mike Pence comes through for us, we will win the presidency. Here we are, January 6th. We're two weeks away from Inauguration Day. Trump has been laughed at, mocked, ridiculed, accused of being a a treasonist, guilty of sedition, all this stuff. He tweets this, if Vice President Mike Pence comes through for us, we will win the presidency. Many states want to decertify the mistake they made 
and certifying incorrect and even fraudulent numbers in a process not approved by their state legislatures, which it must be. Mike can send it back. So that is the refrain today. The refrain is, the call is, the challenge is for Mike, Vice President Mike Pence. I've seen Jenna Ellis out there talking about this as well. You've heard discussion about whether Pence can throw out certain electors and so forth. I just don't – I don't see any of that happening. And I'm look, we've talked about on the, that on this program. I'm not – I'm not sure. There, this, there's a – there's a definite uh, uncertainty about – this is all kind of – we're in uncharted waters. The, concept, the, the, the court's never ruled on this. Is that really what can happen there's some open things that are open to interpretation and so forth. You talk about precedent and all that. Do we want to go down that path? But there's another option that seems completely legitimate to me and completely um, reasonable. And that is for Mike Pence when he hears these objections today. And again, pay attention to your congressman and senator. See where they are. Pay attention to what they do. Some of them are just going to go through the motions. That's okay. I'm, that's a step in the right direction. Some of these folks, like Jim Jordan, are going to be out there fighting for truth and justice, transparency, and what this election should be. It would just in the sense of you know the, that we not have fraud and corruption. And in the in the case where there is that, do whatever we need to do, whatever is legal, ethical, and moral to make sure that that is that that is the case. That is that's how this election is is treated. So, um, but but people are now calling on Vice President Pence to just say, look, I'm going to send this back to the state legislatures just to confirm. We've got six, seven states here that I've got competing electors for. Now the Democrat electors are the ones that have been certified, uh, but we have a lot of obje- objections about these. I'm just going to say to the state legislatures, just confirm for us which ones you want because because the state legislatures are not the ones that can, uh, that certify the elections. It's done by the governor, secretaries of state, and so forth. So instead of uh, – I just want you to tell me for certain. And there, folks, there's a letter from uh, the Pennsylvania representatives asking for this. It's asking for this. There's rumors of other states – talking about doing the same things, possibly even decertifying. I don't know. But that's where we are, and i got to wrap up here. Just out of time. Come back and wrap up for the day. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. back folks waning moments of the program but i do believe i really do what should happen today is that when president as vice president pence gets these objections i believe he should say look there's a bit of a there's discrepancy there's confusion there's uncertainty the election results were certified by the executive branches of government i'm not going to reassign any of these electors i think that that's i think that that's even the wise move i'm going to send this back to the state legislatures and just ask you to do one of two things. Either tell me that the electors that your secretaries of state or governors have sent to us are correct, or if there's something going on there to where you question these electors, you can actually go through the process yourselves, have hearings, and so forth. I'll give you 10 to 12 days to do that. I think it's a legitimate path. I think it's what should be done. And I've got to go. 
Guys, God bless each and every one of you. Thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.